now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. That was a good transition. Yeah, it was. We should cheer for this, people. Yeah, we should. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Amen. 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 All right, it's Saturday night, people. So what we're going to do is we're going to open up with uh, Don Moen's classic worship song, Thank You, Lord, for a few minutes. I come before you today. As all the platforms that we're on. There's just one thing that I want to say. And let me say. Thank you, people, for tuning in on Twitch, on YouTube, on Mixer, over on Facebook, and, of course, on Periscope. That's right, Twitch, which, by the way, Donald Trump is now on Twitch, in case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. YouTube, Mixer, Facebook, and Periscope. Here we go, people. With a song of praise, with an outstretched arm. Yeah, we are. I will bless your name. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Of course, I want to thank Bareface. Thank you, Lord. I just want to There you are. You were no, Lord. he's not, but he is my co-host in life. I know, huh? For all you've done in my life. Mm-hmm. You took my darkness and gave me your life. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. So what are you thankful for? Put it in the chat, wherever you're at. My sin and my shame. That's right, you did. You took my sickness and healed all my pain. Thank you, Lord. So, what are you thankful for, people? Come on, share. Thank you, Lord. Yep, with a grateful heart, people. With a grateful heart. With a song of praise. With an outstretched arm. I will bless your name. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the secular media platforms. 
that I can be sharing the gospel on and not have to pay anything. Yeah, I am. All you guys who are in our audience that have become our friends over the last couple of years, thankful for all you people too. Yep. Definitely thankful for that. Think about it. Four years ago when Periscope wasn't around, almost five years ago, how many of us knew each other, right? Interesting, right? <laughs> I'm holding my earbud in if you're wondering what I'm doing. Actually, I'm taking a transmission from somebody. Yeah, I am. They're whispering in my ear. I'm a CIA operative. Just kidding. Hey, Kim. How are you? Nice to see you. Yeah, we are. I know somebody thought that. You laughed, didn't you? Yeah, you did. With a grateful heart, with a song of praise, with an outstretched arm. Yeah, we will. I will bless your name. We'll be all cares back on you now. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, people. All right. So, hey. All right. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm like turning this down clandestinely slow. There we go. Now it's muted. And now I can take this headset off. That only has one, like, it only has one, like, what do you call this, rubber thing, because, I don't know, these are like $3 headset, and the the thing came off. <laughs> so I was holding it in, because I was like, I can't hear. I can't hear it, people. All right. Anyway. All right. Hey, how many of you all had a good day, huh? Did you have a good day? Just wondering if you had a good day or not. Bareface and I had a pretty good day, I think. I did. I went and played pickleball. I had fun playing pickleball. Yeah, I did. You know what? Last, last Saturday, I was eating at Dave & Buster's in Utah. <laughs> About this time, actually. And, uh, and literally a week ago. And I have to say that... Um, you enjoyed your meal. I enjoyed my meal, and it was a short time after that I got really sick. Uh, yeah, I did. So, hey, Forrest. All right, Forrest over on YouTube had a pretty good day, I'm gonna, I'm guessing. Angie did, looks like. Let's see here. Kim? Uh, I don't know. Kim. Yeah, over on Periscope. Jeff, hey, Jeff. By the way, thank all of you guys. Hey, all of you guys who donate to us, thank you. You know what? No donation is too big no, no, or too small. It's perfect. Whatever God lays on your heart, we totally appreciate it. Um, so, okay. All right. So, so, um, so today's was great. I played, I played a lot of pickleball. It was so fun. By then, though, my feet were hurting. Just have to say. 
you know, now that I'm 51, you know, have to be even more careful. <laughs> By the way, how many of you guys knew I had a birthday this week? Yeah, I did. Had a birthday. Uh, didn't do anything for it. <laughs> Actually, you know what I did on my birthday? I went to Taco Bell. I got a breakfast burrito. Yeah, I did. It was like the first day I was willing to actually eat something like like for a whole like a whole meal after getting sick on the weekend. Randall was sick on my birthday, so Randall and I didn't do anything for my birthday. Yeah, not a good day for me. I think that was pretty much the worst day of it, Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, especially that. Yeah. Morning. Thank you. Yep, we didn't even celebrate my birthday. I have a free hamburger from Red Robin waiting for me. <laughs> Now that I'm just about back to normal, I'm feeling like maybe 90% today. Randall didn't even get me a gift for my birthday. I know, it was sad. I, <laughs> I, had, I had plans when we returned on Monday, but... Yeah, he did, but... Well, actually, yeah, so anyway, it just... Mm. By, by Monday afternoon, I was not feeling so well. Tuesday, I was... That was the worst of it. It was. was... But yours still wasn't as bad as mine true yeah. i'm not even close i did not have the um food poisoning symptoms <laughs> i just had the flu symptoms uh, the, yeah with the chills and but the your but the your nausea. fever wasn't even as high as mine your fever was barely 100 it was just under 100 yeah, mine was 99.9 when we took it mine was 101 uh. yeah but anyway hey you know i'm not i'm a competition i know it's not but i'm thankful that <laughs> That we're both good and that we haven't got hit with some, like, like, head cold. <laughs> Those are, I yeah, don't know. Our health care is pretty inexpensive. <laughs> hey, what would you rather have, the stomach flu or a head cold for, like, a month? Yeah. <laughs> stomach flu, hands down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's miserable, uh, except for the vomiting. You do not want the vomit. That's just, I didn't, uh, I didn't get that, so. <sighs> Yeah, but Felt you know, like it a couple times, but didn't happen. I will say that I'm still a little bit tired, though. Honestly, yeah, I my, feel my that. Energy, I did take a green tea capsule today that gave me a little bit of energy, but I probably should have taken one because I was like, what, "What? When did you get home from the art walk? About five o'clock?" Yeah, about five fifteen. Yeah, twenty. I, I took a shower and fell asleep. I was like, <laughs> anyway. All right, so Shep Smith. How many of you guys saw this big, breaking, huge news today on Fox News that Shep Smith, homosexual activist news anchor over at Fox News, has quit, resigned, left the building. Yeah, he has. Oh, okay, wait. So wait, let me let me read you the, the breaking news story. Of course, it doesn't say on the actual headline on here. You know, on InfoWars, but, you know, let's just say it. Shepard Smith is a homosexual activist, okay? And he worked at Fox News. It says here, longtime Fox News host Shepard Smith announced Friday he is leaving the network after 23 years. In an announcement that came as a shock to many, even other anchors at the network, Smith claimed he, he'd asked the company for the opportunity to resign. Even in our currently polarized nation, it's my hope that the facts will win the day, that the truth will always matter, that journalism and journalists will thrive. 
So recently I asked the company to allow me to leave Fox News after requesting that I stay. They obliged. He added, under our agreement, I won't be reporting elsewhere, at least in the near future, but I will be able to see more of Gio and Lucia and our friends and family, and then we will see what comes along. This is my last newscast here. Thank you for watching today. And over the decades, as I've traveled to many of your communities and anchored this program, Studio B and Fox Report, plus endless marathon hours of breaking news, it's been an honor and my pleasure. And then this is, and then, and then, <laughs> and then I love the next part. And then the next part said, Smith and other Fox News contributors were recently called out in a tweet by President Trump in which he said the network doesn't deliver for us anymore. Trump had also previously attacked Smith for hosting Fox's lowest rated show. During an impromptu press conference Friday, Trump speculated Smith's exit was due to low ratings. Is he leaving? The president asked. Oh, that's a shame. Is he leaving because of bad ratings? He had terrible ratings. Is he leaving because of his ratings? I mean, if he's leaving, I assume he's leaving because he had bad ratings. He had the worst ratings on Fox. <laughs> well, I wish him well, Trump added. I wish Shepard Smith well. Uh, Smith's 3 p.m. time slot will be filled by rotating anchors, according to the statement from Fox. So who really cares? Really? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, seriously, who really cares? I don't watch anybody on any Fox cable channel. I don't. I, Fox is relatively moderate. It's not, it's not really conservative. It's not liberal liberal like the Communist News Network and MSNBC, which nobody watches. None of those channels are worth wasting your time on. You know? Seriously, yeah. it's like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, who the, cares? Yeah, on the days I go to the, uh, you know, the rec center. Yeah. And, and the fitness part, and I'm on the quasi-elliptical machine. You know, they get the several TVs. Right. ESPN and a couple others where I look at most of my attention, even though I'm not a real big sports guy. It's more interesting. But CNN is on one and Fox News is on the other. Yeah. And and I just watch their tickers and and their polarizing tickers. Just about every, you know, uh, lower third, you know, whatever headline comes up on CNN is Trump did this or Trump did that and with some negative verb or adjective you know trump betrays or trump cheat trump lies trump whatever <laughs> and over on the uh, and over on the fox side um you know it's um hey barb um, you know oac ridicules whatever or you know blah 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 and it's it's all about just you know feeding the uh, feeding the flames, you know, on both sides. It's just trying to be, it's, you know, it, what's the word I'm looking for? Stupid. Yeah, well, it's not the word, but yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's not, you know, Shep helps, hopes that journalism and journalists will thrive. It has nothing to do with journalism or The guy's journalists. a gay activist. I know, but in, in mainstream media, we don't have, we have neither journalists nor journalism. Right. It's it's all opinion pieces. It's all op-ed, and it's all uh, emotive bait, you know, to rile people up and get ratings. And yeah, there's no real. I I don't expect the truth from either side because I don't think, like you say, Fox are really not a bastion of conservatism. 
they're um, oh. they're a uh, an entertainment organization describing or masquerading as a a news outlet with right leaning headlines. And right. CNN is another entertainment channel masquerading as a news source with left leaning headlines. So Yep. It's it's just all circus. It's stupid. Mm. <laughs> so I Or just... or stupid. <laughs> you could say that. Well, you know, it's 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 funny and uh Barb says objective reporting is just gone. It's yeah. all commentary. Which is what we're all about, right? I mean, Bible News Radio is we're, we're here to mock the liberal media. Let's just be honest, people. <laughs> we're here to mock all media. <laughs> we're here to cheer for God. Yeah, we are. Yay, give me a G, G, give me a O, O, give me a D, D. Of course we're calling this Bible News Radio, not Bible Commentary Radio. What's that spell? God! And who is God? I'm not according to the Pope, because the Pope is a knucklehead. Yeah, he is. <laughs> give me a J, J. Give me a E, E. Give me a S, S. Give me a U, U. Give me a S, S. What's that spell? J S U S. He's my Lord and King. J S U S. That's right. He's my everything. J S U S. Anyway. You know, I was reading through some of the comments on my YouTube channel. Okay, and this was this was funny. I I um went in. I blocked some people uh, today because I you know I hadn't been moderating some of the snarky comments. And you know, one of the biggest complaints I read from from very brave YouTube names like I have no YouTube name. That's <laughs> their name. You know, stupid names like that oh. are like you know. How dare you smile? Yeah, you know, you're talking about the death of somebody's son and you're laughing. And I'm like, uh, did you even watch the show? I mean, hello, people. So I, I like how people watch two seconds of a show that they give you this attack. Like they don't know what the, the heck whole, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, I will say. Which, which happens in mainstream media a lot. You know, they'll take the... Oh, yeah. They'll take the 15-second clip and characterize the person or the or the speech or the, you sure. know... Sure. You know, I've done this... I've done broadcasting for 15 years, so it's not like I'm a newbie at broadcasting, right? I've learned a few things in a couple... You know, over a decade and a half, right? I mean, is that right? A decade... Almost a decade and a half. No way. It is a decade and a half. 10, 15, right? <laughs> I'm thinking a dozen people. That's where I was confused. Don't judge. Plus, it's late. So, uh, okay, so I have a question. How many of you have ever wondered why the Bible verses were on the bottom of the cup on In-N-Out hamburgers cough, uh, cups? Like, when you go to In-N-Out, first of all, you have to have gone to In-N-Out because if you have never been to In-N-Out, then you probably... Don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But if you don't know what In-N-Out Burger is, let me tell you, it's a, it's a hamburger chain generally on the West Coast uh, of the country. They have super awesome French fries. They're really good. They're probably the best French fries in the business as far as fast food French fries, in my opinion. Besides Chicago Express, they actually have some good ones. But as far as chain restaurants, in my opinion, the French fries at In-N-Out are the best. Hamburgers. I know a lot of people rant and rave about how great they are. I personally never thought 
it's like whatever. I think it probably rivals a Culver's hamburger. Uh, But still, I guess, you know, hamburger, it's all relative, like how much hamburger you like to eat, you know. But anyway, in fact, Billy, Pastor Billy Crone, uh, on my birthday, he actually posted on my, uh, my Facebook page. He wrote, he wrote, eat, eat beef. (laughs) That was his birthday greeting to me, eat beef. I immediately thought of Chick-fil-A when he wrote that because I thought, because of the cow. It's so funny how a cow is a mascot for a chicken place. Go figure, right? Well, well it makes sense because the... Well, yeah, because the chickens are dead. <laughs> well, and they hold a sign that say, eat more chicken. Chicken, right. Because they want to preserve their own lives. Right, right. It's like chicken restaurant. Great idea, great idea. Americans eat chicken. Eat the birds. Yeah. You carnivorous murderers. Anyway. Anyway. In a rare interview, the In-N-Out owner explained why fast food chain prints Bible verses on food packaging. And so I want to read you this brief article because it's not big at all. It says here, In-N-Out Burger owner Lindsay Snyder gave a rare interview where she talked about her Christian faith and explained why the company prints Bible verses on some of its packaging. During an interview with the Christian Post, Snyder said the death of her father at a young age and three failed marriages pushed her toward embracing Christianity. I've learned so much through my broken relationships along with the ups and downs that come through marriage, said Snyder, who maintains an estimated net worth of more than $3 billion, according to Forbes. One way the fast food chain has expressed its faith is through its packaging. Consumers may have noticed John 316 printed on soda cups. It was my Uncle Rich who put the Bible verses on the cups and wrappers in the early 90s just before he passed away, Snyder tells the Christian Post. He had just accepted the Lord and wanted to put that little touch of his faith on our brand. So there you go. It re- I mean, so apparently um, Uncle Rich was the guy that did it because he got born again and he wanted to express his faith in Christ op- outwardly on the bottom of a in and out cup. <laughs> I don't bareface. What do you think? What do you think? Have you ever wondered why they did that? Um, no, I figured that was it. You know, to people question if they see that John three sixteen. Hopefully, just like I did, intuitively, some. Somehow knew it was a Bible verse and look it up. So, you know, it's it's a witness there. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's interesting um, that article goes on to say that In and Out found itself the target of a call, the target of a call for boycott last year oh, it after did? it was revealed the company had donated thousands of dollars to the California Republican Party. <gasps> However, Fortune magazine noted the company also donated to a political action committee supporting Democratic candidates. (gasps) So, you know. I didn't see that in the article that I printed. That I I did the distilled version. Didn't have that in there. Yeah. If if it's like, well, if one of only one of us can't win, then nobody wins. You either support. Republicans, you support Democrats, or else we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you support both candidates? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, okay, so let's speak. Ouch. Ouch. Okay, so let's speak for a few moments, people, about about this this divide in our culture, okay? Because there there are there are certain people in the Periscope world who are very famous to some of you who are really upset that there's this big huge divide and that if you're a make America great again person, uh, then all of a sudden as a Christian you can use the F word and it's appropriate. Okay? Which I don't think is actually appropriate. <laughs> just lay that out right there just so you know. Um, so my question is how many of you as believers believe, you know, wait, let me back up. How many of you as Christian believers, how many of you as believers in Christ Jesus, you know, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords actually believe that you should get all upset, use the F word. If somebody attacks you because you're a Trump supporter, put a one if you think that's appropriate. Hopefully nobody's going to put a one, because if you do, I'm going to smack you <laughs> like that. Okay, here's the thing. I'm trying to bring a little, you know, mirth, some cheer, you know, to the whole debate. Look, people, don't get sucked in by the stupid media and their divisive way of doing things. Look, if if you are a Christian and you support Donald Trump and you get offended when some knucklehead Democrat or Libertarian or Alex Jones supporter or Pelosi supporter or Hillary Clinton supporter or whoever attacks you because you're conservative in your values, just laugh at them. That's all you got to do. Just laugh. <laughs> Go, oh, bless your heart. I do. I mean that in the in the Southern way. Bless your little heart that your eyes are blinded to the darkness of Marxism and socialism and con communism <laughs> and that you don't see clearly. I mean, seriously. Now, is Donald Trump the perfect, you know, Republican? Nope. <laughs> is he my hero? Uh, that would be no. No. Is the guy kind of a pig in some ways? Yeah, kind of. Is he kind of a scoundrel in other ways? Mm-hmm. Yep. But I have to say, out of all the countries on the planet, that America is great. Yeah, it is. Because we have the ability to fight in this country, but we should do it with civility and respect. There's no reason why you have to yell at people, call them names, call them stupid, shoot them, threaten them with bombs, nothing like that, you know, and you don't have to get mad and upset. All you got to do is say, you know what? Hey, you're welcome to your opinion, and you're, it's a free country. You can have your opinion, but it's, this is my opinion, and adults, uh, mature adults, actually can hear both sides of the story and agree to disagree, right? And here's the, here's the facts, okay? The facts are that none of us actually know the facts. That's the truth. Right? We only know what the liberal media puts out there, and alternative media only knows kind of what they get, and they kind of weigh it against what the liberal media does. So really, nobody really knows. But here's what we do know, people. We know that what's in God's Bible, in the Holy Bible, we know that what's written in the Holy Bible is the truth. And that's what we should be you know, passionate about standing for and standing up for and defending the principles which are within the word of God, that we should 
know the word of God. We should care more about God's word than we should Donald Trump or Hillary or Shep or any other knucklehead in the media, including me, which some of you I'm sure believe I'm a knucklehead. And that's your right. I don't care. It doesn't hurt my feelings. You know, just saying. I don't. Doesn't doesn't hurt my feelings, but I have a pom pom, so you can't do anything about it. What are you gonna do about it, huh? You gonna are you gonna do something about it? Hmm? No, of course not. So I wanted, as I was thinking about this, I wanted to read you from Nehemiah chapter 4 in the Bible, because this chapter is an important chapter to remember, especially during our times today, when as believers, we are called to God's work, right? We are called to do God's work, just like Nehemiah was back in his day. And Nehemiah chapter 4 is the perfect chapter to think about and draw biblical insight and principles from so that we don't get overwhelmed with the ridiculous culture of our day. See what I'm saying? We can be in the culture, but not of the culture. And people, unfortunately, Christians included, get so wrapped up in being involved in the culture that they get all upset, you know, when they're not like wearing their Make America Great Again headgear and, you know, and or they're, hey, let's have Hillary be president next time, you know, whatever, you know, when they're not rooting for a party and getting all upset because people don't agree with them, they're, they're forgetting the biblical principles upon which God created us to actually know more than what's going on in politics. And what really bugs me is that so many Christians today are so, they will spend hours in front of the liberal wacko media try, and conservative wacko media trying to figure it all out. And they might spend one minute placing a Bible verse on their Facebook page and that's it. They don't spend any other time in God's word, but but they'll quote, you know, I can do all things. <laughs> yeah, I can. Through a verse taken out of context. Through Christ who strengthens me. Hashtag M-A-G-A. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's your stupid Christianity of the day. And it, and it really has nothing to do with Christianity at all. <sighs> so in this chapter, in Nehemiah chapter 4, what we are going to look at is we're going to look at how God's people, Nehemiah in particular, Sam Ballot, uh, the enemy of God, um, ridiculed God's people and the work that they were doing for God. Okay, so this is beginning in verse one. This is what we say. It reads this way. Now, it came about that when Sam Ballot heard that we were rebuilding the wall, and this is the wall, right? This is the wall that was, was broken. And that nobody had rebuilt for, for like a long time. I forgot how long, but it was a long time. He became furious and very angry and he mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble, even the burned ones? Now, Tobiah... The Ammonite was near him, and he said, Even what they are building, if a fox should jump on it, he would break their stone wall down. So he's, you know, he's being a mocker there. Hear, O oh, our God, uh, how we are despised. Return their repro reproach on their own heads and give them up for plunder in the land of captivity. Do not forgive their iniquity. 
and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have demoralized the builders. So we built the wall, and the whole wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdites, Ashdodites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on and that the breaches began to be closed, they were very angry. All of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disturbance in it. And don't miss this, okay? We're going to draw a, a slight parallel to today. Today the parallel would be um, if you if you look at Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the the Ashdodites, you can actually put in the homo actually the um, the gay community in there. That's kind of what some of that represented. When you have all of these people, these groups, the, this mindset coming after God's people who are trying to repair the breaches, so to speak. We're trying to repair the foundation, let's say, of our country. We're trying to repair and, and protect the foundation of the family, uh, of our society, of culture. When you have all of these subgroups coming after you as a chosen child of God, you know, what do you expect? They're all conspiring in some way against God's people. They want to, def to defeat you as God's person, right? But they can't. Okay, but they will do what they can to disturb it. So going on. So what was the response of the Jews? Verse nine, but we prayed to our God and because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. Thus in Judah, it was said, the strength of the burden bearers is failing, yet there is much rubbish and we ourselves are unable to rebuild the wall. Our enemies said they will not know or see until we come among them kill them and put a stop to the work. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times, they will come up against us from every place where you may turn. Then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, the exposed places. And I stationed the people and families with their swords, spears, and bows. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. From that day on, half my servants carried on the work, while half of them held the spears, the shields, the bows, and the breastplates, and the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were, who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us, our God will fight for us. So we carried on the work with half of them holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. At that time, I also said to the people, let each man with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem so that they may be a guard for us by night and a laborer by day. So neither I, my brothers, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us removed our clothes. Each took his weapon even to the water. 
And therein, ladies and gentlemen, is evidence and proof that it is okay to protect yourself with a weapon, just so you know. Which actually is interesting because I came across this other article uh, titled South Carolina Ford Dealer Offers uh, Car Buyers a Bible, a Flag, and a $400 Gun. (laughs) Gotta love it. Only in the South, people. Uh, but before we get to that article, let me uh, let me make a comment here about about this passage we just read. You know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, how does this apply to today? Well, it's pretty clear how it applies to today. We're told not to be afraid of the enemies of God. Remember the Lord who's great and awesome and to fight for our brothers, our sons, daughters, wives and your house. And the question is, how many of you are doing that? You know, and then go do the work that God has appointed you to do. That's this is the model that we see in Nehemiah. Nehemiah wasn't stupid. Some people say he was short, though. (laughs) Nehemiah, get it? No. Anyway, but so, you know, he placed strategically the people to do the work, but he also placed the guards, you know, with the weapons and the trumpet was there to warn in the event that the evildoers would come in and try to, you know, interfere with what they were doing. And this is how it should be with us, right? Wherever you're at, God has placed you. Whatever your, your, your career is, don't ever forget God placed you in that career wherever you're at. Whether you're some of my friends here who are life flight paramedics, you're a nurse, some of you are retired and God has you on the internet doing stuff. Some of you work in schools. Some of you, you know, uh, work at a desk job and you're a financial advisor. Wherever God has placed you, he has given you the authority that you need to help protect and defend the family and the culture in which he's placed you. But you're going to be surrounded by people that don't like you or the values that you stand for. But what's the answer? It's not like to get on Periscope and use the F word and, and say, you have a right to be upset. And yeah, you're going to be a Trump supporter anyway. Who gives a hooey about the fact that you're a Christian and you're using vulgarity? Uh, no. <laughs> you need to realize that God is the one who is fighting for you. But he didn't leave you without your armor and he certainly didn't leave you without a sword, you know, and Nehemiah and all those guys, they took the sword with them literally right to their place where they were. They, they carried it on them, um, you know, and this this actually flies in the face of the libertarian Christians who actually think, well, you know, you should just turn the other cheek, let people beat the crap out of you. You know, no guns are necessary. That's completely contrary to the word of God, completely You know, nowhere does God ever say to let somebody abuse you, walk all over you, ever. That is one of the biggest lies and misnomers of liberal Christianity, which is unbiblical. And it's, you know, and and so people who mock, you know, the Christians with the guns, the Bibles and all that, you know what they're doing? They're actually mocking really biblical standards and things that are really actually genuinely, genuinely laid out in God's word if you just open it up and read it. Yeah, I want to say kudos, and I I concur, especially about going back to uh, 
people will make themselves an expert on what's going on in Capitol Hill or, you know, this bill and know little about the scriptures. Those that call themselves, identify them by themselves by the name of Christ, identify themselves as Christ followers, will spend a lot of time in mainstream media, which is full of half-truths, and <clears throat> know very little about the Word of God, which is full of truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, yeah. Secondly, uh, you know, Proverbs 26.4 says, Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. And, you know, the enemies of God, the enemies of righteousness, rather than um, proclaim the virtues of their way and what's good about what they're doing, they'll just attack what what is you know what is right what is right what is praiseworthy what is virtuous you know you know those things so we'll just attack them we saw that in nehemiah 4 well this wall and these jews and this feeble wall well what are they offering they didn't come with anything they didn't well, do anything right They're, they didn't say our way is better because no, that's all they did was attack all right and so if you're holding a position a political position hopefully a position a biblical position whatever it is don't be like the enemies. Don't answer a fool according to folly and just, well, you're stupid way and you're da da da. And, you know, First Peter tells us be ready to give an answer, an apologia, uh, a, a reason, something out, born out of reason for the hope that lies within you. It doesn't say be ready to give, uh, you know, to castigate and denounce and, and, um, List nothing but the faults of your, you know, of your dissenters. I mean, it's okay to point out this thing, but be ready to give an answer for the reason for the hope that you have. You know, it's one thing to say, well, that sucks and that's stupid and you da ba 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 And you're being just like the politicians that, that many of these folks support. Well, vote for me because he sucks. You know, I've, you know, you need to vote for our party because that party is, you know, they're screwing things up. And right. they, they don't offer any real solutions or any, this is better because it's like, you Wait. know, go, follow us because they stink. And, and you know, Sanballat and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites, they weren't offering options. Well, instead of building this wall, here's, they're just critical of, so... If you turn around and say, well, you people who, you know, who talk about Trump, well, you're this and you're that, and you're, you're answering the full court and falling just being just like them. Well, but one thing, too, I want to bring out is if you go back and you read a Nehemiah 4, one of the things that's very legit, which I don't want to minimize here in our culture, is that the enemies of God, when they're attacking God's people, God's people experience fear. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. They experience fear and legit fear. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that was actually addressed in verse 14, where it says, when I saw their fear, I arose. It's Nehemiah talking. I arose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people and said, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Okay. And see, it's really easy when you struggle with fear to forget God, right? Because, I mean, let's just be honest. How many of us struggle with fear? Duh, hello. I know not one person that hasn't ever struggled with some type of fear, okay? 
And then I think it goes on to say, I think it goes on in the next chapter. Um, I will have to find it. Uh, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's not. <laughs> but I remember that there. it does go on to talk about in Nehemiah how basically um, the the Jews were being ridiculed and the response was stop listening to their nonsense or their foolishness or something. And it was actually kind of funny um, that, you know, because that's all the enemy wants to do. They want to distract you from the truth. And just like we talked about yesterday, you know, walking by faith takes faith, right? And, you know, a lot of us struggle with, with, with money, you know, what, what are we going to worship? God or money, right? We can't serve two masters. We can't serve, you know, God and money. And it's really easy to look at your, your debt grow and you're like going, okay, God, look, hey, <laughs> hello, you know. Um, but yet that, that distraction, when you're looking at this stuff, you're really getting your eyes off where it should be. And so the example of Nehemiah, as he's giving the workers is, is like, Hey, you know what? I have armed you. You're in the midst of wolves. I mean, this goes back to again, where Jesus talks about, you know, Hey, I'm going to send you out, um, you know, sheep among wolves, you know, uh, you, you have to be as wise as a serpent, but as innocent as the dove. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever watched doves, Dubs aren't that innocent, people. <laughs> I watch them every day at my bird feeder. Dubs are aggressive little turkeys, just saying. Um, but I think you know what I'm saying. So anyway, go ahead. But I think the idea is... I know what the idea is. Yeah, Dubs, while they can be a little selfish at the bird feeder, at least the ones around here, mm -hmm. they're not known for being... Uh, they're not Like grackles? Yeah, or well, ravens, they're not, they're or not, they're not birds of prey. They're not vultures. They're not well. They're not birds of prey. You know, they don't. Uh, right. Yeah. Whereas a, a serpent, you know, will will strike and bite and is deadly. Yeah. Right. You're fired. Um. <laughs> um. You know, I I haven't read recently someone who you know was died or hospitalized from a dove attack. I suppose you know True. the. Those ceremonial things, big weddings and stuff, where they release all these doves, you know, maybe they could take down a plane and the plane would crash into somewhere. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, innocent as doves, yeah, they're not known to start riots or anything like that. Uh, you know, nobody's like, oh, a dove, run away, run away. But, you know, whereas a, a serpent... Dubs are funny looking, man. They got these little, little teeny and weeny yeah. heads and they got these big bodies. They're so but, funny looking. But, you know, if it's a cobra or something like that, you know, or a rattlesnake, there's... So... Right. I mean, wise as a serpent. Right. But not going around like you're going to strike somebody and you're venomous all the... You know, innocent as a dove. I mean, nobody should be afraid of you when you come around. Doves have sweet voices. True. They do. They, yeah, so, they're like, they, they got these like, coo, coo, right? So, um, so, <laughs> that, was, that was good, bare face. Like, yeah, it was. So, yeah. Go ahead and be wise as a serpent. Hey, you know, of evil. 
scanning and all that. No, but but innocent is a dub. People shouldn't be afraid when you come along. Right. Not in the sense of, you know, maybe respect. Hey, there's a man your, or woman of God. Your dog is over there. Yeah, yeah. You should show everybody. Pick him up so everybody can see him. Okay. Okay. Put you on. While Bareface is picking the face of evil up, <laughs> our almost $2,400, well, actually, it's closer to $3,400 we just put out for this animal. Um <laughs> I will look at some comments that came in that I didn't get to, to acknowledge. Uh, there he is. Okay, wait. So, there he is. Okay, go ahead. Put yourself on. There he is. There is the face of evil. The real face of evil. You got to lift it up higher. You can't really can't see his face. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right, you see the left eye? It's it's the one to the on your right, though. No, it's it'll be on. It looks red. See, that's what we just spent all that money. This is what we need help for with. You want to help us pay the bill. But yeah, it's the face of evil. Yeah, essentially they uh, sewed part of his eyelid to his eyeball. It's amazing. And when you have a hole in your eyeball. Yeah. Uh, that's a... Oh, anyway. Painful. Oh, okay, I'll let you down. Um, I forget what they call it, where basically it's a perforation of decimet's layer, which is the yeah. deep layer of the cornea. Yeah. All right. Um, well, anyway, our show's getting close to over, so let's... Oh, my goodness. Let's, let me go back through here some... So, Kim said I needed to hear that. I'm glad you needed to hear something that I said. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, let's see here. Scroll back down here. I'm angry at God and mostly the world. P.S. I'm a backslider from Northern Ireland. Says True Blue Loyal. Well, you know, I don't know if you're still in here, but if you are, you know what? True Blue Loyal one, I can tell you one thing. And, and sincerely, I actually mean this. That, you know, I understand being mad at God. And what I always think is that, you know what? God understands our anger. He understands why we get mad. And he's big enough to deal with it. I mean, he he is big enough to deal with our anger. He can handle your anger um, and, you know, and all that. And and honestly, um, you know, backsliding, you're going to be miserable. If, if you're a real believer and you truly backslidden, then what I would say is you're just going to be miserable until you repent and come back to the Lord. I mean, you know, it's just it's not going to be good for you. And you're really just hurting yourself in the long run, you know. And I would, I would go, instead of being mad at God, I would be mad at the devil. Uh, because he's the one that's trying to separate you from God's love, which in Romans 8 says that you can never be separated from. So why let him win? You know, God gets it. He understands. That's my point. All right. Let's see. Any other comment here? Uh, Nairland is here in YouTube. I don't know if anybody else is in. Is there anybody in Twitch or Mixer? Well, over on Facebook, Joey Basta was asking if we were married and in the same house. We are married, and yes, we are in the same house. Uh, here, I'll, who, I'll just give you proof. Showing? Here you go there. Try Take, that again. I can't because I don't have it. Okay. You want me to go over there? Okay, here, I'll go <laughs> over. Hold on a second. I like it a little more cryptic where we pass something along. Well, does it have two of the same thing, you know, in different locations? But there I am. Wait, move over. Yeah, well, maybe I'm. 
go full camera on me. Camera, yeah. Yeah. Here we are. See, we're in the same house. They really can't hear you. Oh, yeah. I'm right here in case you can't see me. Yeah, things appear larger in person. Things appear larger in person. Yeah, anyway. You can see we got old together. And you can see that, whoops. Yep. On on the other side of the table. There's nobody. There's no one there because she moved. It's amazing. Except fill the... Except fill the bobblehead balls over, bobblehead dolls over there. That was easy. Yeah, that was easy. Okay, so. So. Uh, all right. So, any other questions? Uh, oops! Oops! Oh. I'm glad that didn't land in my eye. <laughs> it's like ah, didn't see that coming. I have to maybe use my gavel to tell him he's out of order. By the way, I should uh, um, so should should remind all of you in case you didn't know this show is also on iTunes in audio format. Uh, if you don't subscribe to our iTunes channel, you can do that. We're also on uh, Twitch. No, we're, I mean we're on Twitch, but what? As far as audio, uh, speaking of Twitch, we're like users 15. using the chat over on Twitch are Angel of Light and Commander Root. Just so you know. Hello, Commander Commander Root. Yeah. Commander Root and Angel of Light. Nice to have you here. Glad you're here. Hey, you know, Donald Trump is now on Twitch. That's what I heard earlier today. Yeah. What? Okay. I don't know why you always come in here. Like, what's the deal, huh? Yeah, I know. Ew, your breath stinks. Does anybody know how to get a cat's breath to smell better? It's like his breath is like... (laughs) Well, the food that we give him smells pretty awful. Yeah, so. that's probably it. Okay, probably. You so. go down. Okay, he likes it though. Go away. Look, can't you wait till after the show? Don't. Hey, go away. Go. Okay. The other thing is, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is why it's hard to take our seriously. Really. Uh, can you guys hear the cat? I mean, seriously, he's making lots of noise. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ariel Ministries. I've heard of them. Yeah. Ariel is our sponsor. They love us. It's clear. (laughs) Speaking of the Jews, this is a Messianic Jewish ministry, Bible teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective. If you haven't yet... Bought anything from Ariel.org, go over there, save 20%. Use that coupon code Bible News. Yep, Bible News, people. If you go there, you can use it. You can save on Bible studies, on books, on CDs, on DVDs, and so much more fun stuff. Yeah, you can. And also, don't forget, um, also, you can be a pillar of our community as well. Um, you can, if you feel led, led to donate to our show, that would be run by Randall Pandle Bareface and me. That's it. This is it. This is it. It's me and him. That's it. We're a married couple with three animals that cost us lots of money. So if you (laughs) want to support our show and help feed our dog and our two dogs and, and one cat and us, then feel free to donate. Whatever God lays on your heart, you can do it. I'm not going to say I'm going to send you a love gift. I'm not going to tell you I'm going to anoint anything in oil. I'm not sending you any holy water. Uh, nothing like that. I will just say thank you. 
And you can donate at PayPal or go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Or give sign go.com or forward slash Bible News Radio. That's right. And if you do already thank, if you're already one of our uh, handful of pillars, thank you so much. You really do bless our hearts. You really do. And I mean that in the good way, not the mean snarky way. Uh, and, uh, and we really couldn't do what we do without you. Let's just put it that way. Uh, okay. What else was I going to tell you? Yeah, I think that was it. All the other announcements are right there in our ticker below. If you want to join our text message list, text Bible news, three, three, two, two, two. Uh, and you want to say something else? Well, we were while back you started to get into the south carolina ford dealer right so yeah I just, oh i was just gonna yeah. add one other thing and that is uh legal shield if you want to if you if you want to help us you know if you want to help yourself you want to become protected with legal protection then sign up for legal shield and identity theft protection really i mean i'm gonna probably start doing a weekly zoom meeting uh, about the latest and greatest stuff going on with that if you're a member of mine, you might want to start coming to that meeting so I can update you on some stuff. But if you're not yet protected, now we are open in all 10 provinces in Canada. You can sign up with me. Uh, so just get in touch with me. Okay. You can do that through our website or social media, however you want to do that. All right. Sound good? Okay. All right. So this article, South Carolina Ford dealer offers car buyers a Bible, a flag, and a $400 gun. Yeah, it is. Okay, so it says here, forget about a free calendar or an Amazon gift card. A Ford dealer in South Carolina is offering car buyers a Bible, an American flag, and a $400 gun with the purchase of a new vehicle through November. Carolina's Ford's God Guns in America promotion has garnered the small town dealership plenty of national attention and even drawn out-of-state customers, according to Derek Hughes, the Honia Path Dealership's general manager. We've had people from as far as Texas and Pennsylvania, he told CBS affiliate WSPA in Spartanburg. I think we've had a couple of them from Oklahoma. Buyers can drive off the lot with their Bible and flag, but the gun part of the offer is actually a $400 voucher, redeem redeemable at Locked and Loaded, a tactical gear store 20 minutes south in Abbeville. Or Abbeville? Abbey? Is it Abbey? Uh, Abbeville? I don't know. Anyway, customers who purchased a vehicle must provide a past background check before using the voucher to buy a firearm. Locked and loaded owner Jay Ashley told the Post and Courier, customers are obligated to redeem for a gun. He noted they can claim other items worth $400, including fishing gear or archery equipment. Carol Carolina Ford holds promotions throughout the year, including discounts for military personnel, while state lawmakers in South Carolina are considering passing a red flag law that would keep guns away from people deemed a danger to themselves or others, a move endorsed by Republican U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, Hughes said the promotion is not a political statement <laughs> about gun control. Rather, it's an affirmation of South Carolina's church-going traditions and popular local activities like hunting for feral hogs. This promotion was brought to life in the middle of September when we all sat down and had a meeting, Carolina Ford officials wrote on the dealership's Facebook page. We know we are not the first to do this. There are dealers that have done this throughout the country for, ye for years. Indeed, similar deals have popped up in Rochester, New Hampshire, and Andrews, Texas earlier this year. 
Chatham Ford in Southwest Alabama announced its God's Guns and Freedom promotion, uh, which featured a gun certificate redeemable for a 12-gauge shotgun with a Bible and a flag. Ford Motor officials later asked that the Chatham dealership to end its promotion after three people were killed in California during a car dealership shooting. You got to go do something? Anyway, a I will ignore what's going on off camera. <laughs> a card, uh, our, our dealers, uh, our independent businesses, said Deep, said Deep told the new outlet, let, this is a local promotion, not something directed by Ford. We understand customers are given gift certificates that can apply to a range of sporting goods. Obviously, promotions, okay, uh, have to be lawful as this one is yeah so so there you go that was published october 11th which was yesterday and let's see so that's interesting and you know i think it's kind of cool um i think randall had to go ahead and um take tuggy bear out all right let's looking here at the troll in our chat room here Titled Just Resting says total total BS Jesus carries an AK forty seven right. JC loved killing, killing for Jesus. Awesome, keep the coolness coming. So so what's your biblical basis for your commentary? Just curious. Wonder what it is. I'd love to see your you know wonder see your your biblical basis for your your commentary. It'd be be super awesome to hear that. All right. So, so we're going to do that. Also, I wanted to go ahead and um, also share with you that we have a couple other news items, but obviously I can't put them up on the screen because Bareface isn't here. But I do want to tell you that there is an interesting parallel in some of the stories we picked tonight having to do with the Bible and the family. My friend Cheryl Chumley wrote an article over on the Washington, uh, I think it's the Washington Examiner, and it's titled, STD Surge Shows National Need for the Bible. So if you don't know what STDs are, it's a sexually transmitted disease. And it says here, there's a passage in the Bible that speaks to the reaping of what is sown. There's another passage in the Bible that warns that God will not be mocked. And there's yet one other bit in the Bible that tells how God, when ignored, mocked, and resisted, will ultimately turn those who do the ignoring, mocking, and resisting over to the sinful desires of their hearts, will ultimately toss figurative hands in the air like he doesn't care and say, okay, then have at it. These aren't just old-timey, old-fashioned, out-of-date, and irrelevant biblical principles. They're applicable to modern day. They're not, uh, they're apt explanations for this just-released report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention combines combined cases of syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia reached an all-time high in the United States in 2018. Okay, let me, let, now I don't know how many of you have an STD. I would, I would go ahead and venture to guess that many of you do, um, because what I can tell you is that in my years doing therapy as a therapist, uh, sexual issues were, were like the number one topic people talked about. 
And STDs, unfortunately, were a very common thing as part of, part of the topic there, which is really sad, you know, and I'm not saying you have an STD, but what I am going to say is that there's probably more Christians that have them than don't, <laughs> which is really sad when you think about it. But I would also say that there's probably more heathen that have them than Christians, I would hope. Not that I want to hope that anybody would have an STD, but I think you know what I'm saying. Okay, so anyway. So the article goes on to say, let the secularists and atheists laugh. But truly, this story, this sorry state of culture affairs is no laughing matter. Listen to this. The CDC goes on to note that between 2017 and 2018, reported cases of syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia all increased around the nation. Syphilis cases grew by 14% to more than 35,000. Gonorrhea by 5% to more than 1,300, and chlamydia by 3% to more than 1.7 million. So that's, that says a lot. Chlamydia, the uh, 1.7 million people have that, you guys. That's, that's sad. That's tragic. Combined, said Elizabeth Tarone, a CDC uh, epidemiologist cited by CNN, they totaled 2.4 million infections that were diagnosed and reported just in the last year alone. So almost two and a half million people in the last year alone got an STD. While the spikes in syphilis and gonorrhea cases represented the highest numbers reported for those STDs since 1991, the jump in chlamydia was a U.S. historical record, the most ever reported to CDC, the report stated. So what's going on? Why the surge in sexually transmitted diseases? The CDC finds these factors are contributory. Drug use, poverty, uh, decreased condom use, budget cuts to STD programs at the state and local levels, stigma, that is the embarrassment that comes from seeking treatment, and interestingly enough, unstable housing, which can reduce access to STD prevention and care. Democrats and those of the left would no doubt agree with that list, particularly the part that argues in favor of more funding, particularly when that funding argument can be tied back to President Donald Trump and his administration's rule changes for Planned Parenthood. In August, for instance, the Concord Monitor reported on New Hampshire's 17% increase in chlamydia, a 103% hike in syphilis, and 352% jump in gonorrhea, for an all over a five-year period by writing, health providers say the absence of a budget this summer is hurting their ability to combat the STDs, a decision by the Trump administration to add new restrictions to federal funding for health care clinics that provide abortions, has taken a bit out of other health services. Sorry, but the spike in STDs can't be blamed on Trump. This is Cheryl Chumley, by the way. Neither can it be blamed on a supply of shortage of condoms. Trump doesn't make people have sex, neither do condoms. This is how the secular mind works, though. One, one ridiculous Democrat serving as Florida State Representative Anna Escamani, who previously served as a Planned Parenthood regional director, is actually sounding the word on Orlando's upcoming LGBT come out with pride event by distributing free condoms that are emblazoned with her photograph face. She explained her endeavor to, to Orlando Weekly as a means of breaking the stigma around sexuality and health while taking to Twitter to joke about a, photo, a photograph of her product. I mean, who doesn't want a free condom with my face on it? 
Um, she epitomizes the problem with this nation and sex, that it's all fun and games until people contract diseases, until innocent babies born to disease mo diseased mothers needlessly die. Not saying the CDC doesn't have a point about poverty contributing to a rise of sexually transmitted diseases. Not saying Democrats don't have a point about a need for funding to combat STDs with education and medical treatments. But here's the real truth. The elephant in the room truth. The, the one nobody wants to talk about because it would seem intolerant or judgmental or too out of touch and rigid for a modern free and easy world. Sex isn't a need, not like eating or breathing anyway. So those who choose to have sex should either do so for the purposes sex was intended by God, else face the consequences. And hey, now guess what? Drum roll, please. Consequences for sinful sex include STDs. Yeah, they do. Read the Bible, see for yourself, Galatians 6, Romans 1, and a little Proverbs 30 thrown in for good measure and more. The surge in STD shows the need for this, na this nation to return to the Bible. It's not a popular message for a growing secular world, but it is the one message that could actually and ultimately cure the country's entire STD problem for good. So says Cheryl Chumley. And I wholeheartedly actually agree with, with Cheryl. I think Cheryl's awesome. Um, and she used to be a flaming feminist liberal, by the way, until she became a follower of Christ and got saved. And her whole worldview changed as a result of that. And by the way, her husband was also miraculously cured of cancer, just so you know. In fact, he was actually given a death sentence. They told the doctor said that he was going to die. And, uh, and he didn't. He didn't die. He actually went into remission and Actually, it's been over a decade since he's had cancer. But yeah, yeah, totally true. Totally true. You know, totally true. Then if you do it God's way, if you wait till you're married to have sex, right? If you're, if you're, you know, get married to the gender of the opposite gender that you are. So stupid to even have to say that. And you actually wait to have sex until you're married, both of you. Then guess what? You're never going to get an STD. It's just not going to happen. I don't have one. Bareface doesn't have one, you know. We've been married 27 years, been STD-free the whole time. <laughs> Just saying. But what I can say is some people that I know that are loose with themselves, they mostly do have them. And, and you know, those numbers are really, really chilling. Is Tuggy Bear giving you a problem? Oh, Tuggy Bear is struggling right now, people. I don't know what he's struggling with. Did he have to go to the bathroom? Um, no. Hold on, because I'm I got water on the keyboard here, so oh. I'm trying to. <laughs> anyway, he was not that anybody else cares, but uh, he was <laughs> he was starting to rub his face. Oh, and so that's not good. No. We don't want to, even with the cone on, we don't want to undo the gotcha. surgery. So anyway, so then I realized that even though I gave the other medications later, normal, it had been over 12 hours since his pain med. Oh, okay. So I wanted to give that to him in one of the eye drops. And, gotcha. And now he's really restless. But oh. uh, so I'm going to put you back on the screen. 
solo, and then he may need to go out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. You are okay. All right, back to you. All right, back to me. Back to me. It's me. Okay, hey people. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so um, it's quarter after nine. All right, so while Randall's taking care of our our sick our sick face of evil, let me also tell you about this article. And I found this interesting. I'm not obviously you can't put it on the screen, but but it is a short article, and it's titled "This." William Barr said, "Our less Christian society is to blame for mental illness and drug abuse." So this is interesting. Okay, so Cheryl Chumley bringing out the CDC report talking about the increase in STDs and how the answer to combat that problem is found in the word of God, which is true, right? Um, and now William Barr is saying this, listen to this, Judeo-Christian moral standards are like God's instruction manual for the best operation for human society, said the attorney general, okay? Attorney General William Barr on Friday faulted the ascendancy of secularism in America for mental illness, violence, and drug abuse. Virtually every moral pathology has gained ground, he said in a speech at the University of Notre Dame's law school. And by the way, there is a video of this. You can look it up later. It says here, help us. Uh, okay, let's see here. Um, the speech revealed how deeply the top lawman in the nation is tied to his Catholicism as he lashed a recent New Jersey law requiring LGBTQ curriculum in public schools to support civil rights. He complained that laws are being, quote, used as a battering ram to break down traditional moral values, which is right. I mean, that's completely true. Barr said that secular militants, including so-called pro progressives, are mobilized in an organized destruction of religion. He vowed that his Justice Department will fight for the most cherished of all our American liberties, the freedom to live according to our faith. Because of the decreasing influence of Judeo-Christian traditions, Barr insisted, along with the wreckage of the family, we are seeing record levels of depression and mental illness dispirited young people, soaring suicide rates, increasing numbers of angry and alienated young males, an increase in senseless violence and a deadly drug epidemic. Violent crime has decreased significantly over the past quarter century, according to statistics collected by the federal government. So at least that has gone down. He added, I won't dwell on the bitter results of the new secular age. Suffice it to say that the campaign to destroy the traditional moral order has brought with it immense suffering and misery. Barr called Judeo-Christian moral standards the ultimate utilitarian rules for human conduct. They are like God's instruction manual for the best running of man and the best operation for human society, he added. Barr said religion has been under increasing assault in America over the last 50 years and that ground zero for attacks on religion now are the schools. Mm -hmm. By the way, this was on the Huffington Post website, I believe. Uh, and, it, and it is interesting because it's absolutely true. When, when you attack the very foundation upon which God created the family and the world to be based when you when you attack that foundation what the heck do you expect right when you when you take the fear of god out of a culture what do you expect what do you get 
you get chaos, right? You get chaos, you get anarchy. And that's what these anarchists and Marxists and socialist communists, that's what they want. They want you to not fear God. They want you to believe that you are, you know, the one that can control the world. They, they want you to be self-actualized, self-actualized. They, they want you to be all about you while touting at the same time the ridiculousness of coexisting. You know, I mean, it's such a load of BS, you know, it's a coexist, right? Light and darkness can't coexist, right? You know, <sighs> can't happen, right? And there is a cosmic war for your soul. And never forget that. I mean, probably nobody has told you this lately, but the truth of the matter is, is that believe it or not, there is still a war for your soul. You know, the devil hates you because you were created in God's image. Now, whether or not you've accepted the image of the one that God created you to be, you know, if you haven't received Christ yet as your Lord and Savior, you need to do that. Then he'll really hate you. But until then, you know, he still hates you because you were created in his image, you know. And it's because God loves you, ultimately. And so when you take out the fear of God from a, from a culture and you take out the love of God from a culture, what the heck do you expect? You expect a rise in, in violence. You expect a rise in drug abuse and, a, you know, divorce and immorality and insanity. Of course, because you took away the hope that the one that created you instilled in your heart to have, right? I mean, people don't kill themselves if they have hope. You know, and, uh, and, you know, and there, and as you guys know, there is, has been a huge increase in suicide in the church. And I would say that it's because the church has lost its way. And a lot of people who are quote in the church are not actually members of the church. They're not born again. Uh, and I know those are fighting words for some people, but they're not, you know, you can't have people promoting circus mentality church services where Christ is even left out of the message. I mean, you know, and expect, you know, expect a transformed life. You know, people get mad at, at you for saying that, but it's like, you know, hello, look at, I mean, how many of you read the Bible today? Just curious. For more than five minutes. How many of you can remember the sermon, you, the last sermon that you heard, what it was about, and the points that was given if they actually had points. How many of you are in a Bible study every week on your own? Prayer meeting. How many of you go to a prayer meeting, an actual prayer meeting, where they actually pray? Not, it's not just called a prayer meeting, but they actually pray at the prayer meeting, right? You know. How many of you have family devotions with your family? where you have the husband leading you in those devotions or the dad. And if you happen to be a single mother, you're the one doing it. How many of you memorize God's word on a weekly basis? I'm not going to say daily, but weekly. How many of you have brand new Bible verses you've got memorized this week? Yeah. And yet, so many of you could answer those questions. No, 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 no. I thought about it. No, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable with it, uh, etc. 
right? But, but you will not miss your favorite TV show. You won't miss The Bachelorette. Or you won't, you won't miss American Idol. You know? It's sad. It's a sad commentary because we're the solution to the world's problems. Right? I mean, as Holy Spirit-filled believers, we are the ones with the answer to the world's problems. And Cheryl Chumley is right when she says that, that you know, the STD epidemic could be wiped out if we just opened the Bible and we read it. You know, back to the Bible, um, did that study talking about how if you just read the Bible a minimum of four days a week, you are less likely to do drugs, to have sex outside of marriage, to be depressed, to get pregnant out of wedlock, and all of that if you're in God's Word. And that's really the truth, which is why the Bible is under attack and why the enemy doesn't want you to read the Bible. Because remember, the enemy, the devil, his goal is to come to kill you, to steal, and to destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy. That's the devil's plan. And let me ask you something. Is... Suicide killing, yep. And to me, it's the worst type of killing because it's somebody willingly killing themselves. They're, I mean, nobody else is doing it. They're doing it to themselves, which it's, it's, it's a tragedy, right? So killing, stealing. Anytime anybody has any type of illicit sex outside of marriage, you know, you're stealing what God intended for good between man and woman, husband and wife. You're stealing innocence. You know, if you're addicted to pornography, same thing. You know, if you're hooking up and you're doing all this other stuff, you're stealing everything holy about why God created that in the first place. Right? Stealing literally money, greed. <laughs> Don't even get me started on all the financial issues out there. You know, and destruction, right? I mean, alcohol, drugs, illicit sex, uh, immorality of all types, gossip, slander, all that, that's all the, the works of the flesh. That's all destruction. That's all from the father of lies the, who's going straight to the pit of hell. He knows it, which is why he wants to destroy everybody that he can in his way. <clears throat> so, you know, the solution is prayer. God's word, period. Sharing hope. You know, and I have to tell you, it's difficult. It is hard, people. It's hard being a Christian. It's not easy being a Christian. Anybody who says, oh, it's a piece of cake being a Christian, you're full of it. You're, you're, full, of, you're full of crap when you say that. Sorry, I don't mean to be mean, but you are. <laughs> there is nothing easy about being a Christian. If you're, if you're a real Christian, if you're a fake Christian, yeah, it's easy because you're not really a believer. But if you're a real believer, it's tough. It is really tough. And it's not for the faint of heart because it goes against everything that we as people want. You know, when you're a real believer, it means you're picking up your cross daily. You're denying yourself and you're following Christ, right? You know, when you're a real Christian, it means you forgive people who hurt you, slander you, they gossip about you. You know, you know, if you're a real Christian, you give when it hurts, you know, you obey when you don't feel like it. You got to trust, you got to walk by faith. You know, if you're a real Christian, it's not easy. 
And you know what? You will be mocked by the world and you will be hated by the world and you will be hated by those in the church who are not real believers like the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all of the legalistic people, you know, out there who are touting Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer crap and, and stuff like that. You call out people who are fake believers. They get mad at you uh, because you're you're calling them out for the fakers that they are, you know. You with me? You hear what I'm saying here? Do you? Right? I know it's not popular, but it's the truth. And um, that's what makes it unpopular is because it is the truth. People don't want to hear the truth. They want they want an easy believism without the eternal destiny of hell at the end. Uh, and yet that's the reality, right? The reality is if you're a real believer, your whole goal in life should not only be to fear God, to worship him, and to become more conformed to his image to make disciples, but it's also to warn people about the, the impending doom of hell and an eternity without Christ. And the fact that anybody can even say hell, you know, as a Christian, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, can't believe you said the word hell, ah, you know. But let me ask you this, what are we saved from? If we're not saved from anything, then why bother? But if you read the Bible, then you know, as a born-again believer, you're saved from hell. Which, by the way, the Bible says it was created for the devil and his angels. It was never intended for a human to go there. And yet, we willfully do. Because we don't want to accept the lordship of Yeshua and what he did on the cross. You know, that's what it's about. It's an old message, but it has eternal ramifications, people. Yeah, it does. You know, and we can feel good. Yeah, I read an article. Uh, I read it. I was like, this is the stupidest article ever. Um, it was an article talking about how Jesus never laughed. Jesus was like this miserable guy. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever say Jesus laughed. And I'm like, okay, so maybe technically it doesn't say Jesus laughed. Okay. That's probably true. Technically it probably doesn't. But I will say that Jesus has a sense of humor. Yeah, he does. First of all, he made you, number one. Second of all, you know, why would the Holy Spirit have a fruit called joy if laughter was against God's plan for our life or laughter wasn't allowed in the Christian's life. He could have just left that off. Love, joy. No, wait. Love, peace, patience, kindness. It would be kind of dumb without joy, don't you think? I mean, I think Jesus was pretty funny. He probably had the best sense of humor all the time and he probably laughed a lot especially on the road to Emmaus, he's probably internally laughing a lot, you know, as he's talking to the guys, explaining the whole Bible to him, the Old Testament, as he's wrote, risen from the dead, he had the last laugh, literally, right? So anyway, so there you go. Do you want to say anything now? Our time's almost up. My eyes are really tired. Yeah, they are. Do I look tired, people? Do you know how hard it is for me to do this show at night? Because it's late to me. Yeah, it's almost 9.30. You have the dog on your lap? No? No, he wouldn't allow for that for sure. <laughs> I'm just 
trying to keep them within reach. Gotcha. <laughs> Which is a little bit challenging. Okay, so you don't want to say anything? No, because it's okay. too difficult to... All right. Any last comments or questions from anybody in the peanut gallery? That would be all you people watching. By the way, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> you know, I had to mute a couple of trolls, which was kind of sad. You know, just so sad that some people just can't be nice, you know. So I don't see any other comments on Facebook. Or actually, I'm not looking at Facebook, but... Let's see here. Anybody on Periscope want to say anything else? <laughs> quiet on Mixer, quiet on Twitch. All right, good. All right. Well, hey, tomorrow is Sunday, right? So you're going to be back with Weekends in the Words, are you? Hmm? Or Sunday in the Scriptures. Sunday in the Scripture, whatever. Yeah, are you? Yes. You are? Okay, all right. Bareface is going to be back tomorrow night. I will be here, of course, because, you know, the show would not be super boring without me. Yeah, it would. I mean, seriously, I got a pom-pom people. And it's brand color. <laughs> Barb says night. Good night. Nice to, to see you again. I know that this show is not the Hagman Report. I'm fully aware it's not InfoWars. And I am aware it's not some other show either. It's not true news, people. No, it's not. This is Bible commentary from a distinctly fluffy-haired woman's perspective. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, hey. All right, so uh, tomorrow, uh, make sure that you go to church if you are a church tender. If you're not, that's okay. Make sure that you spend some time in God's word. Remember to be bold in your faith wherever you're at, okay? Remember to stand up for God's principles, right? Wherever you go. Hey, Dr. John, I see you. Baldy. Baldy's in the house. I actually saw you earlier, but I didn't see you. And then I didn't see you. And now I see you again. Um, yeah, stand up. And then, of course, go with God because he loves you. You know what I mean? And I hope you sleep good. Um, and again, thank you all for your support. Thank you for praying for Tuggy Bear. Poor little guy. I mean, he did sleep a little bit better last night. We're hoping he sleeps through the night tonight so we can both get like a full night's sleep. That would be super awesome. Um, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Sound like a plan, people. Does it? Okay. Okay.